0: Welcome to The Daily Dose, and we're currently in John's Gospel. Uh, John chapter 1 verse 35. We've been looking over the past three days, over three days in the life of John the Baptist. On the first of these days, John is uh, challenged by the Pharisees, the religious leaders, about his authority and about his identity. He declares himself simply to be a voice Verse 23, shouting in the wilderness, clear the way for the Lord's uh, coming. Uh, And then, uh, on the second day, uh, John's greater concern was not his own identity, but to point uh, people to the identity, identity of the Christ, of the Messiah, of Jesus. And so he points Jesus out as the Lamb of God. And then... We pick up in verse 35 the following day john was again standing with two of his disciples as jesus walked by john looked at him and declared look there is the lamb of god when john's two disciples heard this they followed jesus jesus looked around and saw them following what do you want he asked them they replied rabbi which means teacher Where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was, where he was staying. And they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these people, one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at him, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas. It's the same as Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth? exclaimed Nathaniel can anything good come from nazareth come and see for yourself philip replied as they approached jesus said now here is a genuine son of israel a man of complete integrity how do you know about me nathaniel asked jesus replied i could see you under the fig tree before philip found you Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the son of man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Lord God, we pray that as we look at your word together today, that you would speak to us and that you would help us to listen and that you would help us to obey. For your name's sake. Amen. Yesterday, we started to talk a little about what it means to be a disciple. Uh, I've, I've heard people talk about being a disciple of Jesus and uh, making it into this sort of advanced and complex thing. In fact, uh, there was a, 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 a time having, this has sort of died out a bit now, thankfully, when people would say, oh yes, you're a Christian, but, and then you need that super spiritual tone. Are you a disciple? Uh, And the idea behind that seemed to be uh, that there were two levels of Christian faith, that there was uh, the level where you um, became a Christian, put your trust in Jesus, and then this advanced level called being a disciple. The division seemed to be uh, between um, Christians, uh, those that trusted Jesus as saviour, and disciples, those who obeyed and submitted to Jesus as Lord. And, and it was really a way of smuggling in a, a two-tier Christianity. Um, very similar, although without the, the sort of the spectacular stuff too, uh, the, the holiness and um, Pentecostal movements insistence on the need for a second experience, a second blessing, a baptism in the Holy Spirit separate to conversion. As you know, I said the other day uh, when Jesus was pointed to as the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit, that that is what happens at conversion. We receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit in our lives at that time, because the Spirit is a person, uh, not uh, a liquid or a gas that you can get a little bit of uh, the whole person turns up and fills your life so here's this idea of this two-tier Christianity and I'm just going to say right at the start and I think this will come clear as we get along that there isn't a place for two-tier Christianity you either belong to Jesus or you don't. You're either a disciple, a disciple, or you're not. Uh, it is impossible uh, to trust Jesus as your savior without owning Him as your Lord. Uh, the two go together. Uh, the 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 other thing in terms of this sort of super spiritualization of it was that uh, you will hear people talking, or you will have heard people talking about whether or not your church is a disciple-making church uh, as though there could be any other type of church. Uh, Well, I believe that discipleship is not something uh, to be talked about with those earnest whispers, not something additional not something weird not something that sets one group of christians apart from other christians because a christian is a disciple but what is a disciple Uh, well as i said yesterday a disciple is very simply somebody who spends time with jesus and who goes on to invite others to spend time with jesus a disciple is somebody who spends time with jesus and invites others to spend time with him Uh, so we see that here Uh, so first in the first example we have andrew Someone who spends time with Jesus. Uh, so verse 35, uh, John again points out Jesus. This is he. It's the Lamb of God. Jesus is spending time. This will uh, no doubt have been around about the time of his baptism. has spent time himself uh, there out in the Judean wilderness close to the uh, Jordan. Uh, we know that uh, also that this is um, the early stages of his ministry uh, that he seems to have spent time in Bethany, so uh, building up uh, relationships and contacts there, maybe there were family relatives there, there were certainly friends there, so Jesus is in that area and and he's walking by and John says, look, this is him. This is the Lamb of God. Fascinating that we're not told that Jesus uh, is involved in the conversation there. Where John is what's over there, that guy, it's him. And a lot of people perhaps will have just ignored it. Uh, but two of John's disciples hear it and they follow Jesus. They go after him. So they start walking uh, behind, starting to see where this man is off to. Jesus turns around and asks, What do you want? A question that Jesus seems to frequently ask of people What do you want of me? He asks Blind Bartimaeus, doesn't he? What do you want? What do you want me to do? And just like with Blind Bartimaeus, Uh, the response is, we want to see. Now, did you spot that there? Uh, That if Bartimaeus' need was for his eyes to be opened, literally and physically, uh, so that he could see the world around him, well, these disciples have a spiritual need for eyes to be opened so that they can see. And so they say, where are you staying? And the invitation back, come and see, verse 39. It's about four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, so we're getting towards the uh, the evening. A time when there would have been an opportunity to eat and to talk as the day began to cool down. And so they went with him to spend the evening and to talk and to listen and to be taught Uh, you see the reason why they would have wanted to know where he was staying was that if they'd recognized him as a rabbi as a teacher at the minimum then you spent time with rabbis you went and spent time in their company uh, to hear them teach but also to observe their lives the two going together to see how they lived out their teaching and that's what they're saying here Jesus we want to see you we want to spend time with you and Andrew we're now starting to be introduced to some of the disciples Andrew Simon brother was one of these men. Now remember that John is writing the gospel. It's going to be shared amongst the early church. So they would have known who these people were. Uh, some would have died by this stage that John is writing his gospel. Others might have still been around, but they would have known their reputation in the early church. Andrew is one of them. And he goes and finds Simon Peter, or just known as Simon at that stage, and says, We found uh, not just the rabbi, not just the great man, we found the Messiah uh, or Christ. Messiah, the Hebrew form, uh, Christ, the Greek form, uh, the word meaning the one who is anointed anointed as king, anointed as ruler, the one who is going to come and save and deliver the people. And Andrew says, we we, we found him. Come as well, come and join. Uh, So Andrew spends time with Jesus and then goes and invites others, goes and invites his brother uh, to come. Jesus looks intently at him and says, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter or rock or rocky. Uh, We we know that that name becomes important as Jesus emphasises the importance of building his church on a rock uh, later on in his ministry. And Peter Uh, Being symbolic in that when he proclaims Jesus as the Messiah, it is the rock on which the church is built, uh, the truth that Jesus is the Messiah, is is the Christ and the son of the living God. And notice John associates those two facts very closely together here. Jesus identifies that right from the start. And you'll notice as well that we are getting little snapshots through the Gospels of how the disciples come to Jesus. Uh, So in the other Gospels, it looks like there is just this immediate thing of Jesus coming and calling them as they're fishing. Uh, But we realise in John that Jesus has had prior contact with uh, the fishermen, with James and John, Andrew and Peter. Uh, That they've already had contact, already spent time with him. Uh, That their decision to leave their nets is not uninformed, not just some kind of spontaneous, uh, ridiculous thing, but they have taken time already to find out about Jesus and to uh, get to know him when they've been down by the Jordan themselves. Jesus now moves from Judea back to back to Galilee and there's a guy called Philip he's from Bethsaida uh, John tells us that's Andrew Peter's hometown that would mean it was John's as, Sort of uh, territory as, as well. It may be that they've travelled back to Galilee uh, together as well. He finds Philip. At this time, he seeks somebody out again. Maybe this is someone that the others have mentioned to him. And says, "Follow me." Uh, you see what Philip does he's going to now spend time with Jesus he's going to follow him that word of the idea of following that we've already had in the chapter Uh, but Philip first of all goes and finds someone else this guy called Nathaniel, and says we we found him Uh, we found the one that the Old Testament scriptures Moses and the prophets was promising Uh, this is the Messiah and his name is Jesus The son of Joseph from Nazareth Uh, probably Joseph would have been known in the area maybe Jesus as well but he's the one Uh, there's a little bit of a sense of he was right under our nose all this time Uh, Nathaniel thinks that's ridiculous Uh, nothing good comes out of Nazareth that's you know that's like saying uh, that somebody great and prominent has come out of. Bradford or Smevic, that kind of thing doesn't happen, does it? It's the area we look down on. But all the same, he comes with Philip, putting his skepticism and doubts aside, because Philip says, you come and see for yourself, have a look. And they're coming towards Jesus and Jesus looks at him and says, You're a true Israelite, a genuine son of Israel, and you've got complete integrity A genuine seeker, someone who cares about the truth. And I feel definitely says, Well, how, how do you know anything about me? And Jesus says, I already saw you before Philip even Found you and brought you to me. Now, Faniel's response is this: this causes him to believe, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. And you notice here that Jesus doesn't just enjoy the praise here, but challenges back. Again, this gives us a little bit of a, a foreshadowing of a future event when, um, when Thomas will put his. Will want to put his hands in, his fingers in Jesus' hand and side. When he sees there is some Jesus, proclaims, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Well, uh, you're blessed, you're happy. You are a recipient of grace. You've seen and you've believed. But even more so, those who don't see and yet believe. Once again, Jesus responds and says, well, it's great that you are responding and believing in response to things here, but there's going to be far greater things coming. Uh, you believe because I said, I've already seen you and known. It's mean, not just that Jesus spotted him somewhere, but the, that says that Jesus has built up an immediate picture of this man's life because he can see into his heart. But Jesus says you're going to see something even greater. And then he says something fascinating. Something, it is quite unusual language here. Now, if you know your Old Testaments, you'll remember that uh, Jacob, uh, uh, the twin son of Isaac, after he'd uh, uh, stolen his brother's birthright and blessing, runs away. To spent time with his uncle Laban and en route the a place called Luz and renamed Bethel, house of God. He rests for the night and then in the night a vision, a dream comes to him and he sees a ladder up to heaven and the angels are coming up and down. And God is there and God speaks to him. and Jesus says that vision you are all going to see it and the latter is me i am the latter i am the stairway between heaven and earth you're going to see angels and they would Uh, That at Jesus' death and resurrection, he would be attended by angels. And that would remind them again that Jesus is the one who provides connection, a way to heaven. Jesus is that stairway. Jesus is the door, the access. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And all of that is going to become true and be made possible at the cross a disciple is somebody who comes to see who spends time with jesus who follows him and who goes looking for others to come and follow we have been commanded by jesus to go and make disciples from all nations, to baptise them, to teach them to obey Jesus. Jesus calls us to follow him and calls us to speak for him. Are you following closely? Are you clinging to Christ? Are you learning from him? Are you becoming Christ-like? Are you dependent on his grace? And are you telling others about him, inviting them to come and see, come to know him for themselves and to discover in Jesus, the one who is the way to heaven, the way back to God, the way to eternal life. Let's resolve today to know more about him and to make him known to more.